Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I'm Tammy Munson, the producer of the podcast. Dr. Christine is on vacation this week, but we wanted to bring you one of her favorite talks. So on today's episode, we are sharing Dr. Christine's discussion with Dr. Greg Eckel at his Bioenergetic Summit, where they talk about going beyond the physical body with energy medicine. Now in this episode, Dr. Christine shares about how to enhance the energy of the body through flow to optimize your bioenergetic self. She also talks about how do we create a strong and coherent field of energy to protect our bodies, as well as how do we read the bioenergetic field of the body. So without further ado, here's Dr. Christine and Dr. Greg. Welcome back, everybody. I'm your host, Dr. Greg Eckel. I have my dear friend and colleague, Dr. Christine Schaffner, uh, talking about going beyond the physical body with energy medicine. I want to give a, a bit of her background. She's board certified naturopathic doctor who has helped thousands of people recover from complex chronic illnesses through online summits, her Spectrum of Health podcast, Network of Eminence Health Clinics. In renowned online programs, Dr. Schaffner goes beyond biological medicine, pulling from all systems of medicine and healing modalities, helping patients reclaim their wellness and reveal their brightest light. With her diverse skill set, she seeks to improve access, outcomes, and speed of recovery for patients struggling with chronic, complex, and mystery illnesses. Patients travel from all around the world to reclaim their wellness using her ecosystem and terrain energy analysis, clear blocks, and optimized flow, the EECO methodology. Dr. Schaffner, welcome aboard. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's always so lovely to connect with you. Likewise. And I'm really excited for our discussion here because you are in the field, literally, and really helping people around the globe and in person and online. And it's a really unique position to have a clinician of your stature on speaking about what is actually working in the real world and really just bringing the the knowledge and and the the database that you've got. So I want to start out with this topic, going beyond the physical body with energy medicine. What, What do you mean by that? Great place to start. And this is such a passion of mine. And I feel very much a student and that, of course, we know we have this physical body, but I also look at beyond that because you mentioned in my bio that we're always trying to figure out the most elegant path for our patients to heal. And I don't know about you, but I feel frustrated still with how long it takes people to get better. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to understand how can we really you know, understand that, how can we navigate them and really like, you know, see like we're, we have this unlimited potential to heal. How do we access that and make things a little more easily and smoother for patients? And so that's where I come from. And when we think about beyond the physical body, which we can dive into and how we're highly interconnected, there's really no separation between the physical body and the field. But I think for right now, we'll just kind of give the picture of that there's this biofield that surrounds us. And that actually Actually, Dr. Beverly Rubick, who I'm sure you know um, her work, she put the term biofield in 
PubMed in the 90s and allowed us to have legitimacy of this terminology that mm-hmm. has really been ancient wisdom. But the more you know that we have to measure and understand this, the more knowledge we're able to share. And so this biofield is generated from the electromagnetic energy from our heart, but also the biophoton emissions from our every cell in our being. It's also subtle, the subtle energies that we don't always know how to measure, but we know from ancient traditions are there. And if you work with patients with your hands, you know that they are very much present, um, you know, in um, our experience of connecting with people. So it's this field of information and energy that surrounds us, um, but it's not just emanated, you know, it's not something we're just emitting. It's something that we're also receiving from. So this field Field actually has almost this architectural blueprint of information, how it's described, that actually can give us almost like the recipe or the barcode for our biochemical reactions. Again, I'm oversimplifying, but to help people understand. So how I, I love to think about it, if you have a disruption in your field, or just say, let's say, for instance, we have a disruptive pattern or noise, and we can get into all the meanings of this in your field, that's going to actually be very disruptive to your biochemistry in your body. And you could be taking all the B12 in the world and all the antiparasitics and all the ozone. And you're going to, if you continually are getting the signal in your field, that could actually be really, really the true root cause of why Mm. you're not getting better. And this disruption in the field often is, you know, not a physical matter. It is a emotional or traumatic matter or a past life matter or a, a memory or, you know, or it's encoded in sound that is really disruptive to, you know, again, our, our, our nervous system um, on that level. So it's many of these things that are beyond our physical nature. And so I think, again, when we're playing with these ideas of energy medicine, we need to understand about this field. And then I like it to take it a step bigger and think, okay, we're swimming. Our biofield is swimming in this unified field. Again, I'm a very much a student of this. And mm-hmm. I look to people like Dr. Joe Dispenza and Nassim Haramin and his unified field theory. And it's really this idea, also the electric universe, Walt Thornhill, I believe, is another person to look up. It's very much this idea that we're not, space is not this empty vacuum, but it's this highly charged space that really is this sea of information and energy. And I think about it, if we can get the physical body in a more coherent state, we can talk about what I mean, and we get the biofield in a more coherent state, then we actually have an opportunity to access and observe the unified field and maybe have a stronger connection with that. And then Mm -hmm. On that way, we have the potential to really draw from that to get what we need physically, but also emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and all of those things. So I know mm. I just rambled for a little bit, but the, that's really when I think beyond the physical body, I think about the biofield. I love it. You listed a few of them, but I wanted to be explicit for folks. Mm. Um, you, you know, you have talked before we got on about the space between. So there's, you know, these things from ancestral traumas, our own traumas, there's toxicants, pathogens. 
um, those things that are surrounding us, basically we're swimming in the plasma of the universe, right? So how else do you frame that for folks? Yeah, you know, again, there's a lot of people have talked about this from Fields and then Eileen McCusick, who has biofield tuning. Um, We know, though, even through the work of heart math, right, that we have a measurable electromagnetic field that's about six feet around us and two to three feet on the top and the bottom of us. And it's toroidal in shape and it is plasma field. So that Mm -hmm. means that again, it's not this empty space like we've illustrated. It's this highly charged space. So we know it holds information just from looking at it from physics and quantum physics. And then we have people who work in these, you know, healing traditions that have found that we can actually, this is really the work of Eileen McCusick. She has this biofield map and the biofield anatomy map. And she Mm -hmm. found patterns through her career that are very reproducible, like in very, I mean, everyone's unique, but of course that she saw enough that she can have a map of it and see like if she has a tuning fork and puts it into your field, she can actually read where there's dissonance. So again, these are principles of sound. So very simply like, to understand these principles, coherence is health. Coherence is this uninterrupted flow of information. It's when we're communicating well, we're in alignment, we have kind of, we can harness our energy where we're in a healing state. And incoherence or dissonance are typically these disruptive patterns that actually give disruptive noise or signals or really work against kind of, you know, Mm. having the flow of information. It's the interruption of flow of information. I'm always working on these definitions. I'm sure you have, you know, I'm trying to always like, how do I explain coherence and incoherence? But that's where I stand today in my, my knowledge. And so this idea is you know, you can find through the use of, let's just say her system, through the use of tuning forks, when she encounters a disruptive signal, it it actually hears, she can hear it. It's actually different. And then she finds that depending on where it is, whether it's, you know, close to you or farther away from you, that can be timeline. So Mm -hmm. the, you know, the closer versus the farther is, um, you know, either when you're born or kind of a new trauma or a lineage trauma. And then where it is in the field, let's say we always use the liver, right? So, you know, the liver, there's going to be some suppressed emotion of anger and resentment. And I believe it's around the father energy is what she Mm -hmm. finds, kind of the father lineage or the father parenting, where much of health in life is just really understanding our (laughs) parent, how we grew up in our, you know, parental programming. and What we came into, sure. It's just a lot of, you know, just how we're wired and how we try to come and heal and understand that. So she'll, you know, we'll, we'll hear that and find that. And then her, her technique is really profound, but it's quite simple. She just adds coherent sound to the field mm-hmm. that starts to entrain in those patterns to become more coherent. And it's almost like everything gets back in line. So, you know, we think about like, we have to talk about all this and we have to like dig deep and get right. and go to the memory and, you know, and, and whatever, some people really need to go through things. I'm not saying that, but from a healing perspective, it's really removing the noise, removing the disruptive pattern, creating coherent information and the body falls into place. And so she uses sound. There's also, you know, sound, I think in many tradition comes before light. And so the sound is really kind of a 
profound way to look at it, but there's also light. So I mentioned biophotons. So Dr. Fritz Albert Pop found out that every mm. cell and every living organism emits an ultra weak um, emission of light. He measured with a photo, photo multiplier. Unfortunately, we don't have those in every clinic yet, you know, but maybe right. we will. But he found that there are properties that cells have. So healthy cells have this like Goldilocks kind of amount of coherent light. And then depending on the pathology, whether it's cancer or even autoimmune, it's either a leaking of light or a dimming of light. And then when you think about the field, that can be whether or not you have coherent light emissions coming from your mm. body. So that's a, your field is a summation of that light. So the best technology I know at this time until we get a bio photon or buyer photo multiplier to measure biophotons in the clinic is the biowell camera. I use that, mm. which is acrylic photography. So it's looking at the light emissions from the hands. It's measurable. And then it's all, it's actually using algorithms to put a field map around the body and finding kind of patterns there. So, so we know there's sound, yeah. we know there's light, we know there's electromagnetism. These are things that live in the space and they are ultimately there, you know, there's lots of, I think, things to validate that there are, it's encodes memory of our trauma. And then it really can also connect us, you know, probably to, again, whatever people's belief systems are, but also came before this lifetime for some people that's in their mm. opening, you know, openness to look at um, if there's a lineage or an ancestral issue or a past life issue. Some people have been able to access and look at that. So I, um, I hope that all made sense. (laughs) Yeah, that was great. Um, and I love that, you know, we started out with the kind of the disruptions in the biofield and then immediately got into a coherence talk because that was the next line that I wanted to follow with you. This whole component, I'm wondering on, you know, we started out with this kind of the premise of wanting to expedite healing mm-hmm. and in ways to kind of the snap of the fingers of like, let's just change reality. So I'm wondering if that's a good lead into this whole concept around unified field. And, and what what is that? Like, how are we incorporating that in? How do you incorporate that into a clinical realm of uh, in, in the mattered world, you know, in, in having that in a discussion where we can relate to it? Yeah, it's a great question. And again, I know I have a dear friend who, you know, I, I, it's just how I'm wired in my perspective for this lifetime that I really want people to have access to unlimited potential. Mm. And so I want people to have, for me, like how to alleviate suffering and, you know, get back to life and live a purposeful life as quick as possible. And I don't know, maybe I need to be more accepting of where people are and, you know, whatever. I just want to preface it because I know there's like all yeah. the, you know, like perspectives, but I'm coming from this place is like, when you see the people we see, Greg, like you want to give them all the tools. Cause ultimately I think there's a huge man-made component of why people are suffering so much. And so mm-hmm. I would give them the opportunity to access beyond man-made in order to really connect with our true nature, if that makes sense. And so how I can make this accessible in a clinical setting is that Again, I know we can connect over Dr. Joe Dispenza, but he has such a powerful quote that just mm. sits with me all the time, right? So he says, 
to change matter with matter takes time, right? And I think yeah. I think we know how to do that. I mean, clearly yeah. there's pills that know how to take and do things and functional medicine is really matter to matter, right? We're just looking at biochemistry. How do we, you know, manipulate it in the safest, you know, most natural way, but that takes a while, right? Yeah. And then his other line after following up around that is when you change the field, you change matter. So this is the this is the opportunity to have faster healing. And if you've been to an event or another kind of you know community that follows these principles, you see really wild things. You see things that don't make sense with your mind and you want to be able to understand so you can share with more and more people like people healing from stage four cancers, getting up from their wheelchair and walking after being in chronic pain for decades, having a genetic illness and being on a transplant list, having a new like lease on life and not needing that anymore. Like things that like we don't have, our, our brains can't comprehend, but I yeah. think we're trying to understand more and bridge that. So again, with the principle of quantum physics, the more that we have a language to observe this, a lot more we can invite people to observe this in their own life, right? You know, you have to mm-hmm. you have to understand it on some level to be able to access. So, you know, with that being said, I you know the, for my patients who want to go to Joe Dispenza, I'm very supportive of. And then, you know, how I bring it in the clinical model is how I feel like I can be of service to people at this moment in time with what I'm able to do is that I feel that my job is to acknowledge the field and give them tools on the in the field with my traditional functional medicine and naturopathic medicine, bioregulatory medicine. And really, I think the future of medicine is this bridging of, you know, really the the biofield therapies and the biofield science and, you know, functional or bioregulatory medicine. And I think they, you know, for now, I, I do really think we need, we both, we, we do live in a physical body, right? So even as you do these experiences, you have to, your physical body needs support, right? So, you know, so that's where I try to educate. And then, you know, in my clinic, again, when I think about, okay, how do I change the field? That's the world of light and sound and frequency and meditation and community, right? I think the collective Mm -hmm. is a very powerful way to change the field. So we have light therapies, we have sound therapies, we have frequency therapies. I try to, and I probably need to do a better and better job at educating people on the importance of meditation. Mm-hmm. And we have a weekly intention group that Dr. Kim Traeger holds for people. And that's just free for our patients so they can tune into. And that's really leveraging community of not, not only for people to feel supported, of course, but collective intent to help start accessing the field more and more. So that's what mm-hmm. I'm doing. And I'm happy to unpack all of that. But these these have so far, you know, the more that I've shared these modalities, the more I see, you know, people have better results and, you know, really kind of get to those like places that they've maybe been trying to get to for a lifetime and haven't been able to access or clear, you know, there's this lightening up um, and movement, you know, there's something not, not to keep talking, but I just want to, with a caveat that, you know, with these principles, and again, this is where I'm at in my journey, 
there's still like, I mean, I see really sick people, right? So you can't just mm-hmm. be like, oh, just meditate and everything's going to be fine. Yeah, and, yeah right. Right. Like, you have to like get people there, especially with where people are at. So I also think about biofield therapies is stabilizing them, right? Like how mm-hmm. can we get more coherent information in the field as they're getting string to be able to do and access more of these things and to support their physical body, just like we do drainage, you know, we do- yeah like these types of things that kind of gently support and start stabilizing the field so that they can actually work in this way, if that, if that makes sense. It does. And I'm, you're reading my mind because that's where I wanted to go with the component is it's not one or the other, it's both and, and accessing it from each direction simultaneously, it seems to be the the quickest route to get there as of now that I've discovered. And I think in talking with you offline and, you know, through the years is like that, that's kind of where, where we're at and that expediting the feedback into the system and in, you know, realizing like we haven't been trained or taught how powerful these vessels are. Uh, And then, so taking care of the terrain, I know you have a specific component around connective tissue and lymph and that I want to make sure that we bring that forward today on our conversation because it it is important in this bioenergetic discussion and biofield of our receptors are, these bodies are very important, right? You're talking about measuring a field six feet out in a toroidal fashion, three feet, four feet above and below our bodies. So this energetic field that our bodies emit is dependent on being like embodiment, like being in the body, right? And so there's a component, I know like you're really educating, you know, providers worldwide really on this component. And I really, I love your emphasis on it. So I want to make sure you have the opportunity to share that. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And I, I, I really, I mean, for my brain, I like to be able to really be able to use the right language, right. To mm-hmm. describe these things. Cause I think what has happened to this field <laughs> is that, you know, people just throw like, like terms around and they're not talking about the right things. And I think to elevate and to really get this field elevated and out there more and more, we have to be really cognizant to educate people on the terminology so that we can be, you know, people can go look that up and you have the right definition and, you know, we don't, we, it becomes more and more credible. Um, So that that's important to me. So um, this is a really exciting part that gets me really inspired. And I feel like is another rabbit hole, right? Cause we, like we zoomed out, right. We looked outside mm-hmm. the body and then of course we're in the physical body, right? So there's our fascia, right? So the fascia is again, there's all these terms, right? So there's extracellular matrix, there is lymphatics, there's interstitial tissue and fluid, there's whatever, there's all these, you know, this language and the fascia really, I believe is like the umbrella that holds it all. And it's, you know, in school, we think about it as like the saran wrap that, you know, holds the muscle and the structure. And we kind of in cadaver lab, just cut through it and throw it out. We don't really understand the power 
And then for my recent talk, I was sharing, I kind of deep dove into, I think a lot of us have been introduced to the work of Dr. Jean-Claude Lumberto, who is the French hand surgeon that did all these pictures and videos of living fascia and hand surgeries. And he showed a very different story of this beautiful network and tissue continuum. And through his surgeries, his definition of fascia really mirrors James Oshman's definition mm. of the living matrix. And so briefly, it's this tissue continuum that we're highly interconnected organisms that from our skin to our nu- nucleus, there's a fabric, there's this fabric that connects us and that is the fascia. And it's full of collagen and proteoglycans, and it delivers exclusions on water to our tissues. And it's a semiconductor for protons and electrons and biophotons and biophotons. And is this, you know, this highway, this fiber optic network in our living body. So it become, the more I think about it, it's like the fascia is really the fabric that connects us to the field, right? Mm. So it emits and receives, you know, from the field. So, you know, we want these principles of coherence to be working within the fascia in order to have access to having a more coherent field. And again, connecting to the unified field. So to emit and receive from that tissue continuum. So that I think is the physical body's expression of, Mm -hmm. you know, this energetic web within us. And, you know, there's so many things you can do to support the fascia. And there's so many things that disrupt the fascia. Glyphosate is a glycine analog that gets incorporated in the collagen matrix and creates all sorts of havoc within the fascia, right? Lyme and co-infections, eat the fascia, <laughs> you know what I mean? For, to make it, yeah. simple. you know, like, you know, mast cells hang out and the fascia and go haywire, you know, so there's a lot of immune dysregulation and this is where toxicants and pathogens build up. So it's actually like where the physical body, I think all the illnesses that we're treating in modern day mm-hmm. are, you know, it's a focal point. We, we think a lot about the cell, which is of course important, but the cells only as healthy as the environment. And I really think the fascia is the environment that surrounds the cell and communicates and also trauma, right? Trauma can be held in the fascia and that's where like our body work and our neural therapies and all of this can help access and help people to let go of that stored memory in the tissues. And so I think a really good starting point for people is, you know, if they're like, this is is like, where do I start, you know, with my physical body is to really think about the fascia, the lymphatics, how to uh, create more movement in their body, how to actually, if they're really sensitive, because I, I don't know about you, but I have increasingly more sensitive patients, mm-hmm. uh, start with topical therapies, right? You know, using topical things can actually, you know, when you think about the tissue continuum, that can actually deliver information inside to the cell and to the nucleus of the cell. So they're not just small remedies. They're, they're big remedies. You know, when we think about the skin and then you think about all the things we do on our skin every day. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. So that is, I would say that this, this tissue continuum, you know, Greg is really, I think the bridge for understanding into the field. Hmm. I love that. You know, the picture that I get when you talk about it that way is like in a fractal continuum of like interfacing. It doesn't matter what level you're coming in on. If there's disorganization 
at that fascia level that there's going to be disorganization in the field because yes. it, it's all a, a you know a continuum mm. of different details or macros and so organizing on all of the levels uh, mm. i think is beneficial when we're talking about and again just coming back to i think you set this up really well on talking about how do we expedite the change the healing how do we get people operating from heart and brain coherence so that they're creating the more maybe i'll just say heaven on earth quicker than we ever dreamed possible right mm. that it's in that organization and understanding of the connection on all of the levels that they all matter, right? And then they're all not matter when you start talking about the field. So <laughs> it does get to... It, it's a, yes. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you got my head doing uh, somersaults over here, but it, in a really good way. So I know like you are creating specific remedies around that as well, that, you know, maybe I, I know a shameless plug, but I want to ask you about it because you're uniquely developing things to move lymph, your focus on the lymph in the clinic. Also, some of the top goals that you've developed are specific around that. And maybe you can share some stories of folks that were in disarray and coming back into an ordered healthy state. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you very much. And so, you know, and I think that's why, you know, drainage and our lymphatic work is so profound. Like if you don't know where to start with actually where to start with most patients is supporting and opening up the lymphatics. I know we think about all the organs of elimination and the liver and the kidneys and the colon and the lungs and the skin and all of that, which are important of course, but the lymph and the fascia connects them all, right? And so we yeah. need uh, things to move out of the spaces and into the organs. And so if it's all traffic jammed, it's just like, forget it, right? So I think that's why we see our lymphatic work, you know, has a profound work on people. And so that's a great place that we always start. And if you're not doing lymphatic work yet, do lymphatic work. You're mm -hmm. actually working with energetics, bioenergetics by doing lymphatic work is basically what, you know, this, the, the fascia is with like the, the lymph is within the fascia. So they're yeah. synonymous. So, so I work closely with Dr. Marco Ruggiero, who's a good friend and he's a brilliant man and he's a medical doctor and PhD and he's studied so much, but he really learned quickly that the glymphatic system, which I know you do a lot mm. of educating on is huge, right? For he started with looking at children with autism and that they had a buildup of really what he looked on imaging extra axial fluid in the brain, which was a glymphatic uh, fluid buildup. And he thought, hey, if I can open up the downstream and the cervical lymph nodes that are often congested when we're dealing with these patients, I can improve glymphatic drainage. And so that theory worked. And so we started with this um, cream that he developed. It is a combination of chondroitin sulfate. So chondroitin sulfate is a glycosaminoglycan, it's a proteoglycan, which is in the fascia. So there are these feathery, they're the, um, there's a core and then these feathery like structures around the protein core that are, there's the collagen and the proteoglycans and then the lymph fluid. And so we need these to be moving and they actually hold electrons to help with inflammation and they get you know, just bombarded by the modern terrain, right? With all the toxicants and things. And so he uses chondroitin sulfate as almost a delivery system. And sulfate actually helps to increase exclusions on water too. So it's also helping to create 
you know, more exclusions on water and then the fluid. So chondroitin sulfate, and then there's a probiotic mix. It's a, and by the way, it's a microbial derived chondroitin sulfate. It's, so it's mm-hmm. not, it's, it's vegan or vegetarian, or, you know, it's not animal derived for people and probiotic mix, which I mentioned produces a peptide. So probiotics, they do all sorts of things. And one of the beauty of them is they can produce different peptides that help signaling in our body. And one blend is called or one peptide rather is called macrophage activating factor. So a big part of the lymph is to detoxify the body, but also to support our immune system and deal with all the things that we're encountering. And many of us are dealing with chronic infections and that's why our lymphatic system is stagnant and there's a lot of lymphatic buildup. And so the chondroitin sulfate, the essentially macrophage activating factor And then there is um, phosphatidylcholine. So all of this you use topically and that can, we usually have people start on the neck and that can really help right before bed and that can help to drain the brain better. And then we have all sorts of anecdotes. People can put them on scars and pain and restless leg and, you know, over the kidneys or the liver for kind of like a castor oil type enhanced pact. So it's a really great way, especially for um, people who need a lot of support with their lymphatic system. So that's one tool. And then we kind of have this like partner tool called Somnium and it's a topical GABA. So it's a GABA with chondroitin sulfate that, you know, when we think about GABA supplementation, a lot of it on the market, you can't absorb well. So bypassing the oral route, we can use the principles of the tissue continuum and the living matrix, right? To use a topical GABA um, on the temples, behind the ears before bed. And that actually can get into the brain and cross the blood brain barrier. So there's um, research to show and support that. And then a ton of clinical anecdotes. So that actually helps to improve sleep. So we need the, you know, different stages of sleep to be optimal for the, especially for the lymphatic system to work the best. Mm -hmm. It's going to be deep sleep and REM sleep. So it helps to improve that. So we have the, you know, somnium and the the lymph flow that you put on at night to drain your brain. And then um, the somnium not only is going to help with sleep and helping um, support lymphatic drainage, but for people who want to explore meditation or people who need, you know, just are having anxiety, it can be a topical that can be used to support just the calming and cooling of the nervous system when needed. So mm-hmm. those are, you know, some of the um, products mm-hmm. that have just been really, you know, fun. Thank you for allowing me to share to yeah. with people because, you know, I think they support, I mean, I, I have so many friends who make these incredible product lines and I feel like those tool products help to just kind of fill some missing holes, you know, yeah. um, and, you know, support our patients. No, I love it. Yeah. I want to, because that, that just ties into the discussion that we're having of like, how do you put somebody into action around this or the thought process of this is actually how you as clinicians are employing these really, you know, esoteric thoughts that are, you know, we're having more and more research and science behind. So they're, they're coming into the clinic. And again, looking for ways to expedite the healing response for people in reorganizing and coherence. You know, I'm taking notes over here. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I I have the Flopresso in my office too, and that is a lymphatic machine. And then I know there's a lot of hands on other modalities between like the LymphStar 
and water and different lymphatic techniques. So people are really getting started. I think there is this real need of a manual therapy. I know you and I both have brick and mortar businesses and we chose to do maybe the harder path because the hands-on work is so important for people to shift. And I, I'm a really big believer in that. And so, you know, if you're out there and you're struggling, definitely find these people are like gold in your community, like the people Mm. that know how to work the lymph, um, definitely help you create movement. And then things start to move, you know, emotions start to move and memories start to move and your body starts to move. And, and that's, that's a, that's a big piece that we, we know we're on the right track. Love it. Well, in, in closing, anything else that you would love to share with our listeners and viewers here? I know I probably, you know, I mean, you're doing a whole summit on this talk, which I'm so excited about. I mean, this is where we have um, a shared passion and I feel that this is really the future of medicine. And I think that it kind of looks dire out there right now. If you kind of tune into certain channels, right, there's a lot that the body's up against. There's a lot that's happening, you know, with the state of the world and our immune system and all of these things. And I feel like the bridging of biofield science and the understanding of light and frequency and sound and meditation and the collective, really that holds the key to really help, you know, get us through these times. I think if we just focus on pill and a shot and a, the next thing, you know, to save us, we're, we're going to be wildly disappointed. And so I think having these tools um, in the biofield world, amplify our physical modalities are not just a lofty thought and excitement. It's it's actually out of necessity that I think we're finally going to be, there's a tipping point for this medicine. I know this is ancient wisdom and there are people that I stand on who've been talking and shouting about this for, you know, 50, 60 years. Right. And like, I, but I think now there's a consciousness that actually can hear it. And mm-hmm. that, you know, on the flip side of EMF, we, everyone has a cell phone and everyone has Wi-Fi, And so invisible fields of information and energy are not you know, that we're working with them every day, whether you are an awareness or not. So it's not such a far leap for people to understand. That's also how we're wired. And we Mm. can actually harness that technology and these technologies to really get us these times. Wasn't that amazing? Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Spectrum of Health podcast. Could you do us a favor? Could you subscribe and leave a five-star review for the podcast on Apple Podcasts? Because reviews help others find out about the show. So thank you so very much. We really appreciate it. Now, Dr. Christine will be back for next week's episode. We really hope that this episode was helpful for you. And we hope that you have a beautiful day.